0: This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling.
1: (laughs) Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought
0: strawberries. (laughs) Who do
2: you think you are? Did you buy homemade bread? What are you,
1: QAnon?
2: What makes
0: him happy? Uh, Not
2: being in this movie. Not being in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) A lifetime of Hallmark
0: well hello everybody it is your favorite day of the week it is time for another episode of a lifetime of hallmark where we talk about movies on both lifetime and the hallmark channel and try to make sense of them i am les kirkendall barrett hello jason bowers
2: hello les kirkendall barrett
0: and hello kirk fitzpatrick
1: hello les kirkendall barrett and hello jason bowers
0: and we are here at the third part of the sisterhood traveling pants the Sisterhood of Traveling Pants without the pants.
1: We oh, are, I have it, to. That reminds me. I know I'm, I'm interrupting, but I have to do no, a retraction. Yeah. I have to okay. do a re- retraction. Jeez, um, I wish I had this in front of me. But okay, so I said last episode that I had to watch The Sisterhood of the Traveling past Pants, yeah. I mean, for a podcast. I actually had to watch, um, what's the movie called? <laughs> the, the Yaya Secrets
2: of the Divine Sisterhood.
1: Yeah, it's the Divine Secrets of the The Yaya Yaya. Sisterhood. That's what I had to watch. That movie was a P.O.S. Instead of, I did not have to watch the the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, so I got those two movies confused. Well, Kurt, you lost out there because the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is actually kind of
0: cute as opposed to the Yaya Sisterhood, which was insufferable.
1: The Yaya Sisterhood movie is terrible. It is a truly terrible movie. I would rather watch the Wedding Veil, the entire Wedding Veil trilogy again than have to sit through the Yahya Sisterhood movie. Wow. That, that's, that's pretty, that's a, those are fighting words. Yeah, that, that's yep, that's, that's, that's right. a big statement. What, I wasn't the,
2: I've never seen uh, Divine Secrets of the Ya Sisterhood. What broadly is it about?
1: Oh, it's a real piece it's of shit. It's basically like, a, okay,
0: so have you seen Fried Green Tomatoes? Yes. A long time ago, it's, ba- yes. it's basically like a, a poor man's fried green tomato. Okay. basically. Okay, well, don't you
1: think Kurt, yeah, it's kind of in that genre, trying to it has a lot of problems. It has a center bullock, it's, it's got a lot of good actors, but man, I don't know what went wrong.
0: I, I could sum it up, it's basically like a you go
1: girl, men suck. It's bad, but I was also offended by. By the movie because it's just it's because they go through this whole thing like uh sandra Bullock's mother has like she's like there's no alcoholic but she was on pills and stuff like that but then earlier in the movie these people the same people roofie sandra bullock yes yeah to get her to get her to go visit it's it's the yaya sisterhood is all these like old Ladies, they're like friends with their moms. So Sandra Bullock is falling out with her mom. So the old ladies show up. They meet up with Sandra Bullock. They go out to like a bar with her and they roofie her. And then they like oh they God. smuggle her to the – they like smuggle – I don't know how they do it. They never explain this, but apparently they smuggle her to the airport. And then she wakes up in the South Carolina or wherever they yeah, are. Yeah, dude, like I'm at home. How the hell did I get home? And I'm what? like, you know, how – first of all, what shitty writing – and how irresponsible could you possibly be? You're having somebody roofied, and then later on in the movie, you're showing somebody who is having mental issues is taking all these pills. So, see, that's the thing. So if you're a really shitty movie, and then you're, like, offensive on top of that, like, I'm telling you, I'm trying to watch my language, but I'm, I'm going to use the F word pretty soon if we keep talking about I, this. Do I it. Do it. it. <laughs> do it.
2: Drop the F bomb, Kurt. Do it.
1: Go, go. Fuck this movie. Yes! <laughs> Wasn't that?
0: Wasn't this the movie where one of the ladies like was like chewing gum all the time or something?
1: Well, it's it's these it's these great actresses. Like, well, uh, w- the great Ellen Burstyn is in it. Maggie Smith is in Maggie it. Maggie Smith right? is in it. Uh, Shirley Knight, who also was in the Actors Studio with uh, Ellen Burstyn, but when they're all talking, it's like it's so. Sp- Stagey. it's like now my line, not my line, now was line, not this my line.
2: Uh, a play or a book beforehand? It seems it like book. it would
1: have been. Yeah, okay. It, it was a book. Boy, was it lousy.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it Ashley Judd in it too? Yeah,
1: Ooh, Ashley Judd see, played the younger lead with the headline. I, I would have
2: known right right then to avoid the movie.
1: Really? Oh, I <laughs> I am not an Ashley you know, Judd like, fan. You don't know, like Ruby in Paradise? That work of hers? No, I didn't see That's it. That's good. Didn't see it. That's good. That's I good. It because uh, L. C. Judd was in it. And Owen Burston was in the Exorcist That's like one of my favorite movies. She's so great. But oh, I guess there's only so much so much she can do. Oh, well, you know. We we're have a, we were, we we're aiming to have a tight show tonight. And we're already well, off the rails. Well, let's keep it tight. Do you
0: have any
2: Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm
1: talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt
2: Fitzpatrick.
1: Dailymail.com. Black China has invaded U- uh, Ukraine. No, no. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> timing. It's really timing. Let's end it right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. Thank you, everybody.
1: Oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> I got I got caught in the Ukraine. All right. Okay. So, Black China says from DailyMail.com. This is, I think this just came out today. All right. So, Black China shows off taut body in flesh flashing red workout gear after ex Rob Kardashian drops a salt lawsuit against her. He dropped, <laughs> oh, he, he dropped the lawsuit. What's that? He dropped the lawsuit? Yeah, apparently. I. Oh, wow. I, 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 my, my mind got stuck on the taut body and flesh flashing red workout gear. And then my mouth just kept moving. (laughs) So anyway, she, she showed off her taut midriff when she was spotted stepping out in sunny Los Angeles this week. You guys may have seen her. The 33 year old reality star put her sensational cleavage on display in a cherry. I didn't write this article uh, in a, in a cherry red ribbed bralette. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that matched her leggings. She swept her hair up into a crimson hat and warded off the California rays with a massive pair of gray sunglasses. Uh, accentuating her unmistakable features with makeup for her latest outing, she rounded off the ensemble with a pair of white sneakers. Rob, 34, ended the legal proceedings for the sake of the former couple's daughter Dream five she's five years old page six has reported my love for dream far outweighs my desire to proceed with my claims against her mother in a public trial rob told the publication on friday um see a bunch of pictures. Okay. Uh, Now that the court has ruled that there is sufficient evidence to warrant a jury trial on my claim for assault for our daughter's sake, I'm dismissing the action and focusing on my co-parenting relationship with China. He added news of the dismissal follows a judge's recent denial of Kardashian's motion to delay the commencement of the trial. Kardashian originally sued China in September, 2017 for assault and the case was set to begin next week on Friday evening. Black China shared a new photo with her 16.3 million Instagram, instagram followers and said life's good um and that's uh so rob previously filed a lawsuit claimed that tried to try to strangle the iphone core we all know that he added that china had done after consuming copious amounts of drugs and alcohol uh we all know that kind of stuff and so yeah so that's pretty much the big news there's, there's some more stuff written here but I'm gonna stop there wow okay yeah
0: Good for try! Yay! Congratulations! And and especially since big news. He, he was probably going to have to prove that she picked up the ten foot pole or whatever, yeah. however big it is yeah. at this point, to hit him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's big news. Looks like the looks like the case has been dropped. But we I still have that other that? case. Oh yeah. yeah. Which one is that?
2: That's, uh, her That's Black China suing the Kardashians and E over the cancellation of the show.
1: Yeah, we still have that. That's right. All right. Keep up, up I, I mean, I, I looked up Black China News. There was a whole bunch of stuff. So we'll have to cover some more stuff for next week.
0: Oh, wow. It's,
1: it's good to see that she's busy again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and wearing a fabulous outfit. That story was as if Reles had written it.
0: I know, right? Oh, Especially yeah. like a bralette. Not uh, just a bra, a but a bralette.
1: What is that? I guess it's like a miniature bra. I like fat. Well, it's a female bra.
0: But you know what? I was, I was listening to the radio the other day, and actually that is like one of the new hip things is to wear just a bra and like pants. Or like, oh. So like Sue oh. Su- uh-huh.
2: and Mishki on Seinfeld? Basically. Like, yeah, like wear a
0: bra and like a, a blazer. That's like the new thing to do.
2: That was a Seinfeld storyline 30 years ago.
1: Well, But also, the the receptionist in Splash, wasn't she wearing a prop? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. Remember. <laughs> well, now Back it's on end. Wow, it's on they were trend. ahead of that time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Les doesn't like it when I do a, a page six story, because they don't, page six doesn't really talk about her outfits too much. They get, they get straight to the point. Yeah. Page six is like one
2: paragraph, so they're not trying to right. fill out a page, <laughs> with lots of text, whereas Daily Mail was the opposite. Daily Mail is 8 million paragraphs all regurgitating the same info and about 20,000 photos.
1: Right. Pictures, yeah. Yeah, I was looking
0: at that stuff. Tell you about her hair being swept up in a hat, you know, (laughs) all that. Well, let's get into this movie.
2: Okay.
0: The Wedding Veil Legacy, starring Sammy Brady
1: and Nicholas Alamein. (laughs) <laughs> much better much better than the second installment thank thank goodness it was much better
0: well you know what i think i think because uh, the lead was bitter yeah i think
2: that she was, she was better you think making her bitter made it a better movie yeah i like because she let her bitterness go out of after like two minutes like the bitterness didn't la- la- last throughout the entire movie Well, it was Hallmark
1: bitterness. True.
2: True. Just bitter. I liked it because it didn't directly follow the Hallmark formula for every beat of the movie. Um, I liked it because it was it was sort of scandalous for Hallmark. They said the word divorce not one, not two, but three times. They said the word divorce out loud three times in the movie. Yeah. And that only did they talk about divorce. They talked about trauma
0: that's, that was caused by the divorce. Yeah.
2: They dealt I with found, the end of a relationship in a very realistic
1: way. I uh, found racists and narcissists in this movie. I'll, when we go along, I'll point them out. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, please do. Please yeah. do. Please do. So stay tuned. How's that about that?
2: But my my the biggest reason why I think I like this one better is the the last the, the last two but especially the last one, the entire plot is tied up in trying to explain the mythology of this fucking veil and this movie ignored it all for the 95 of the movie and finally dealt with it at the end just crammed in a bunch of dialogue to explain it away but it it just let it be a movie on its own really Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. This is definitely, this could definitely be like out of all three of them, the first one could be a standalone and this one could be a standalone. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. They didn't need to let stupid explanation at the end. Who cares? Well, I did. I thought that was interesting,
0: though, and we'll get to it. I did think that twist was interesting. Yeah, we'll get to that.
2: Okay. So, The Wedding Veil Legacy is the name of
0: this (laughs) one. (laughs) The Wedding Veil, this time it's personal. This is where we are in our
1: lives. Yes. The way the
0: so so we have we have our ladies together again, Emma, Tracy, and Avery. And um then uh Tracy, who I just kept on writing Sammy, um is to- is telling her friends how Finn has an audition. Oh, because they were in New York. Oh, no, they they're, they're in Maine. They're they were in, in, in Maine in Yeah, the beginning. They're in Maine.
1: Yeah. They're never really in New York, but,
0: yeah. So, so we find out, though, that Finn, who we've been hearing about for three movies, Mm -hmm. Finn has an audition in L.A. And so, they were going to get lobster rolls, which I love. I do love a good lobster roll. And um, Tracy is kind of bitter about getting the veil and... Avery and Emma at this point are like, you're you, you you're getting the veil, so get ready, girl. And she was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Because we all know that the legend of the veil, because this is the third movie, is that whoever has the veil will meet their true love. But for the other movie, for all of the other movies, every time they talked they talk about that, Tracy was like, well, I have this boyfriend, Finn, so I'm good.
2: What do you it, think it,
1: of- oh, go ahead, Kurt. So what do you think would be the male equivalent? Like if he had three guys, would it be like a condom? Like each guy like shares a condom? No, I think and, you know, they use it. <laughs> <laughs> they find
2: love. Or or maybe or maybe oh that oh man, it it would be a condom but it like it would never be unwrapped. It would be like, "Hey, I've had this in my wallet and I haven't needed it cuz I found my true love and we ha- started having kids together right away."
0: So here you go. Here It's your turn to have the condom. Oh man, that could sell. Give an idea. And the good. condom and it's kind of like sisterhood of the traveling pants cuz with the sisterhood of the traveling pants, the pants fit the girls even though they were different shapes and sizes, the it didn't matter, the pants would fit. So like for this the condom it wouldn't matter size-wise it would fit.
2: I don't think that the guys should try on the condom if somebody else has already tried it on. First of all, well, second true. of all, Condoms are all the same size with the exception of the reservoir tip.
1: We've Ah, talked about this before. We have to have this discussion again. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to another – well, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: So Finn is up for this job in L.A. Oh, this
2: is what I was going to say. Is because oh, we don't meet Finn <laughs> until this movie. We didn't meet him in the first two. He just sort of talked about in very vague terms from the previous two movies and even the very beginning of this movie. Didn't you get the impression that Finn was going to be this deadbeat loser? Yes, and kind of kind of a Tommy Lee looking cuz we all
0: were, we knew he was a musician. Yeah. So, I thought he was going to be like kind of like the sexy Tommy Lee looking, you know. Or at least like badass.
2: Hallmark's version of Tommy Lee, who would be like, you know, the dude from Train. You know what, right. what I mean? Like, like it would be like ha- a. Couch. Yeah.
1: Some but but instead. You know who I thought was going to be? Brian Bonzel. Like the c- current Brian Bonzel was on Family Ties. Yeah. Now he's yeah. got his <laughs> face tattooed. There, he was going to come out of retirement to play oh Finn. My God. I
2: like when they when we find out that Finn yeah he's a musician but he plays for the symphony he plays trumpet in the symphony and I didn't know about you guys (laughs) well maybe not Kirk but I didn't know I didn't know about you Jason but when I they showed him I was like Wait, she's going all gaga over him? Oh, I thought he was cute. I definitely thought he was cute, but he was not at all what I pictured. He was very, like, clean cut and, like, hallmark boring. I
1: thought he was kind of mouthy looking. No, there was a heavy buildup for this guy. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, that's it. Yeah, they should have gone with a real badass. You're right, some, some tattooed, like a face tattoo. Right. When, when a guy has a, a tattoo on his face, that's
2: a guy I'm not gonna mess around with. Yeah. Hallmark is not gonna show that.
0: Well, but you know what though? So Hallmark <laughs> Hallmark is going in a direction, so you never know. Look, okay. Even, even with with
2: saying the divorce word three times in this movie, I don't picture Hallmark's execs being like, yeah, this is the movie where we bring out the guy with the face tattoo.
0: Well, I mean, look at this trilogy though, first, they started out with an illegitimate Tile.
1: Oh, that last is week. true. That is true. I'll tell you what, and people like our union information, uh, the, a, a face tattoo guy will be Taft into the union because there's a lot of, you, you probably won't be able to find a lot of union people. Although I do know a guy I was doing extra work with who had a ton of tattoos. And he did have tattoos on his face <laughs> and he would get hired to play like prisoners and but stuff also, like But also like you could,
2: if, if it's, if the tattoo is uh, important of the story, you just put, use makeup and put one on.
1: Right. Oh. Mm. Right. Appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriation.
0: <laughs> oh, so so we so so we find out that that Tracy works at an well actually we knew Tracy works at an auction house, and so so, so we're at the we're at the, the auction house, and um, uh, Tracy's working on a guest list for they're having a big party for the auction house, and we meet. Her coworker who I think played for my team. <laughs> yep. I think and so. What too. team is that,
1: Les? <laughs> the gay team. team. Are you talking about stuff? Stanley? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's one part where he's like, should I be jealous? I'm like of who, Stanley? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I, I enjoyed Stanley because he was very clearly a gay character that they never even had to come out and say the words. Right.
0: And especially when they said, you're my work husband. I was like, oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> Is that a code?
2: Well, no, but in Hallmark, they were they were basically trying to say, hey, if any of you think that she has good chemistry with Stanley, we need you to know right now why. Right.
0: <laughs> and, and once again... They had a thing for turtlenecks, because once
2: again, Stanley wore turtlenecks the entire movie. He had a great jacket at one point, where it was just like a nice, normal-looking blazer, but he pulled it back to put something in his pocket, and it had the nicest liner on the inside with this cool pattern on it. So,
0: I like this. So, the wardrobe department is stepping it up. Yeah. Because remember, last Stanley week, styling. I stopped, I paused the, the, the movie so I could take a picture So I can use it as a reference. Well, it is
2: almost certainly the same costume designer for all three movies.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They made these movies back-to-back like those Mm -hmm. Back to the Future movies years ago. Yep. Back to the Future 2 and 3, right? Mm Yep. Yep.
0: So, so, so once again, after this scene, we, we already talked about Finn, because my nail was no. after all this shit we, talk, we talked about Finn and we heard about Finn, this is all we get? I was a little outraged. So we find out that Finn hates New York, so he's hoping that he gets this job. He doesn't like the um, Right. And uh, Tracy's like, well, I don't really like the sun anyway. And so, um, another thing I liked though, oh, actually I'm jumping in the gun with this. Um, uh, so, so she's, so she's talking to Stanley again. We find out Finn got the job. Uh, Tracy. Oh, this is the part. Tracy is not happy. And when she's talking to Finn, what I loved about this is he's like, well, you can move to New York. You can move to LA with me. And she's like, I have a career too. Yeah. I'm not going to give up my career. To go to L.A. with you.
2: And I liked that. I did too.
1: Yeah. You know, because, you know... the. Oh, no, go ahead. No, he, he tells Harry, he says, well, there are other auction houses in Los Angeles. You could work there.
2: And she's like, no. She's, yeah, like, she's I like, like, I like I I, here. I, I love working at the Met. And what I that was actually... It, when that moment happened in the movie, it, the light bulb came on that, wow, all three of these movies... The the woman is a strong woman who likes her career and isn't like ready to move out of her career just for a man, right? So they're so they're changing
0: the messaging that they were giving on this channel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because remember, a girl would give up her career in a second to go move to Podunk, and you know,
2: all three of these the women stayed in the city with their career. Right. Spoiler. Right. And in the second
0: one even he ended up the guy ended up moving for her. She yeah. didn't she didn't move for him. He moved for her okay. in the second movie.
2: Um oh, okay. So, um ooh, one other thing that I noticed, it was sly, but this movie heavily implied that uh Tracy and Finn were getting ready to move in together pre-marriage. I said it. No, but like they they, they they kind of hinted that maybe they'd get married or something, but they really didn't hint that heavily at that ever being a possibility. Ooh. So, yeah, like, a, uh, living together before married on Hallmark.
1: Right. Well, he said a lot of his stuff was there. I guess, like, shares and things like that.
2: And the condom he shares with his two male friends.
1: That's right. Uh, but he still has to find true love. So, well, we hope so, that one size fits all, right?
0: So, so then Avery calls Tracy. Avery found someone to fix the veil. It's at this place called Luigi's.
1: Hmm.
0: So they go to Luigi's, and Nick Nicholas Alamein was there trying on a shirt, and then we find out his name is Nick in this movie too. So it was like perfect. So, so then. He's on soap opera. Yeah, he's on Days of Our. He was on Days of Our Lives. Okay. He 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 was Nicholas Alamein from (laughs) (laughs) Alamania. So so she was. Oh, she was late for her appointment, and Mm -hmm. Nick had showed up early, and so the guy was helping Nick, and she was like, "Well, I'm here." You know, you need to pay attention to me. And she um,
1: well, shows us like less. You must well, like this less because they were talking about football, and you like f- football now, we've heard. Well, because the Rams won. Oh, well, okay. So that's why.
0: <laughs> oh, so, oh, so um, yeah, because they were talking about the Giants, the New York Giants. The Giants and, and the Jets. And then, so this veil once again. Luigi like flipped out over the veil. He's like, oh my god, this veil is beautiful. And um, he takes the veil in the back. Um, they're talking. She's t- she's talking about the legend of the veil. Nick is like, oh come on, you made that. Up. And I like that they had like this banter, banter, banter going as well. Like they really bantered well together. I thought. Yeah, they did and um he sees the veil he's asks her when is she getting married and she's like oh no i'm not getting married and you know it's and then fills him in and then he oh then she asks well are you getting married and he's like well no i'm not getting married either i'm the best man in this wedding and then I just realized
2: we never see that wedding in the movie. That they could have shown yeah. that and frankly should have shown that. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that.
0: So so, so then one of the things that is uh, that the op- the auction house wants to procure is I'd heard of this poem. I never knew that it was called the Lazarus poem. Though.
2: I believe it's called oh. the New Colossus. Lazarus wrote it.
0: Oh, okay. oh, oh, okay. But it's it's the poem that was that's on the side of the Statue of Liberty, yes. and so they found like the original draft of it.
1: And it the new, yeah, I got it right here. Not like the brazen giant. Oh, maybe this is a different one. Okay. So. so so, so, she's trying, you
0: know, so she's trying to get her hands on this. Then we cut to an Italian restaurant, and we, it's Nicholas's family's restaurant.
1: But before that, when she's, she's talking to, I think there's a guy who shows up who, uh, oh, yes, it's a give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who's selling that to him, I, I know this sounds juvenile, but is his name Mr. Whitecock? That's what it sounded like. It may have been.
2: Might have been.
1: You know. Okay.
2: I um, mean, you know, oh, you know, back back when you know th- they first started giving out surnames, it usually described something about you or your family. So,
1: well, this was the guy who was selling the poem, right? He shows yeah. up. He wants to sell. I think that's what he had. The poem. I think it was Mister White Whitecock. Well, Miss, Maybe Mister
2: Whitecock uh, refers to his white cock as a huddle masses yearning to breathe free okay that's
0: all right you're tired you're poor oh so so we go to we go we find out that nick he goes to the restaurant his family like his mom's there his grandmother's there his sister's there um and he's Ugh. he's opening up an Asian fusion restaurant, which actually Why? sounded pretty good.
1: I don't know. I've heard of not some people have big problems with that. Why you're not you're not Asian? And you're opening up some Asian restaurant. Some people have issues with that,
0: even though it's fusion because it was Asian. Ita- it was it was Asian and Italian,
2: and he is Italian.
1: I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I'm saying there are people who do have a problem, with. so I'm just starting trouble. As
2: somebody who is uh, partially of Asian descent, I will say big fucking deal. Open whatever (laughs) goddamn restaurant you want to as long as you know how to cook.
0: It sounded really good. (laughs) It sounds going to be really good. Yeah,
2: I don't. I have a problem. All that all the different <laughs> cuisines mean is you use different s- combinations of ingredients. That's all that it means.
1: Yeah. Look, what am I going to do if I open up a restaurant? So I'm Polish, I'm Irish, I have to have potatoes and kibbasi. You don't have don't to, though. That's my point.
2: That. You, you could open up a restaurant that serves nothing but craft services desserts. Oh, man. Well,
1: maybe that is my culture. Yeah. That is. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I would have to open.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So then we find out that Tracy's mother owns this swanky art gallery. And so she goes to the swanky art
1: gallery to visit her mom. And we find out her mom is divorced. Well devil's out of it again this is where i thought this i i she's a bit of a narcissist she thinks her daughter is so affected by this divorce now maybe she is but i don't know
0: and and and, you know she's talking about settling down and tracy's like well i'm busy and i wrote well she's a hallmark hero and of course she's busy
2: I I think in this case maybe Tracy was affected by the divorce because what else would explain her li- basically living with a guy and thinking that he's a deadbeat musician with a dude literally is an orchestra in a, in a, a symphony. Wait, she <laughs> Tracy would like thought her thought Finn was this like deadbeat. And he, he, like, had a job playing for the symphony. Right. Tracy was running yeah, away so... from commitment.
1: Okay. Well, he wasn't a deadbeat, was he?
2: No, that's my point, is she, just, she viewed she him thought. through that lens, I think.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So she was trying to push him away. Yeah, like, she think? had yes. this
2: great thing, this great relationship, oh. potentially, and she's like, nah, yeah, I can't with this deadbeat.
1: Right. Man. So so, there's lots of lots of peel back there.
0: mm Oh, so so she buys trampoline.
1: (laughs) You say that so Mm. so offhandedly.
0: She did. I liked that trampoline. I liked that it had handlebars.
1: her neighbors, her neighbors, because she lived upstairs, she's on the top floor, so her neighbors downstairs must have loved her jumping up and down the trampoline.
2: (laughs) If it's working as. It's supposed to. The neighbors shouldn't hear her because she's not jumping on the floor. She's jumping on the the uh, oh. the elastic or whatever it is on the trampoline, so it I should be so, moving man. around. Exactly.
1: I lived. I, I just if I was walked. I had these these people downstairs were hitting a broom and writing me notes and all kinds of stuff. What? Like you're walking too much? Yeah. This was back when I guess I didn't have a lot of resources at the time, so I, I I found a bunch of scraps of rug someone was throwing out, and I carpeted my place with that. <laughs> and then after that, I could walk on this carpet, and everything was okay. I've revealed too much again.
0: Not at all. <laughs> oh, so uh, so the party, the caterer for Tracy's party, quit, and so Tracy needed to go find. Um, another caterer. So Tracy and Stanley went for a tasting at uh, the, this Italian restaurant. And then it turned out to be Nick's family's restaurant. And he, she sees him and she's like, tuxedo, because she called him tuxedo because he's getting a tuxedo. And he's like, wedding veil? And so the food ended up being amazing. And then Stanley's like, "Well, you can get Nick to cater a party." And then she kicks Stanley under the table.
2: Yeah, right. The balls. Would you guys watch a a uh, like a crime comedy drama called Tuxedo and Veil? It it would be something on like TNT. Yes, yeah, I would totally watch. It. I I would watch uh-huh. a a a crime because we need like a, somebody needs to bring back like a heart to heart or a Scarecrow Mrs King, yeah, like right. the, the Scare two Scarecrow's leads King, have yeah. like sort of or, or even a moonlighting where the two leads have oh. uh you know some romantic interest between them, but they're also solving crimes.
1: Right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I did love moonlighting at the time, early. So there season, really isn't yeah. a show like that right now. No, no, there's it's no all like CSI. sexual. Attention. Hallmark oh, well, could actually it. do
2: this because Hallmark, you know, they've got that Hallmark movies and mysteries. They could do tuxedo and wedding veil, yes, and all the crimes could be like wedding related,
1: starring Lacey Chabert. Yes,
2: Remington she has a new Steel. contract.
1: Remington Steele was kind of like that too. Yeah,
0: I could yeah. see, I could see Lacey Chabert in like in in a murder mystery like that. Yeah, that's
2: where they should oh, hire us
1: as consultants. We have many more ideas. You know, beyond
2: this. Doesn't Lacey solve crime through crosswords or something now? Oh, that's right. She's the crossword
0: puzzle mystery. And then I saw a commercial for Aurora Tea Gardens.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Aurora? Isn't that an HBO show? Oh no, no. I'm thinking something
2: else. It's euphoria.
1: And and then of course and then of course there's there's
0: Tracy who's the cookie the murder she baked murders. Mm
2: Well, and you know, Autumn Reeser, were- who was the, the who played Emma in these movies, I don't think she has a, a series, she could do it. Yes. Okay. Are you listening, Hallmark? Yeah. Give that woman a job. Yeah, Tuxedo and Wedding Veil.
0: We'll write it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We're always looking for oh. something to do. Okay. Oh, I liked this I liked Nicholas Nick's sister. Because Nick was being weird, and the sisters like, oh, because didn't he turn down the work, or he wanted to turn down the work, and the sisters like, what is wrong with you? We need the money. Shut up.
1: But then he takes the job without even asking how much they're going to pay. But I don't know. I guess they had to cut to the chase.
2: Yeah, like he didn't even get numbers. Like how many people is he catering for? No, he just said yes. What's your budget? Right. What's the date? Yeah, and the sister's like, look,
0: dude, we need this money. And whatever it is, take it. So, um. Oh, so then they start. She's talking to Nicholas about the letter, and we find out that Nicholas is a big history nerd. So he. This was like right up his alley. So he loved hearing about this. And so then, um. We see Nicholas and his family, and he got a new sign for the restaurant, for his Asian fusion restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then, so uh, Tracy finds a museum that wants to buy the letter, mm-hmm. or that that no, she well, no, the auction house wants to buy the letter. Okay, this is weird because the auction house wanted to buy the letter. Or, no, no, no. So auction basically
2: house. It. auction house is auctioning it off for the guy that owned it. And somebody, so they wanted to find a buyer. Tracy wanted to, to, right? to, to go to a museum so that people could experience this work of art. And so she tried finding a museum that could get it. And so she found a history museum that could pay for half of it. So they basically needed to find a rich donor to pay for the other half.
0: Cause yeah, that's the part that was confusing me. Is like, okay, so, so they were, so the museum could only pay half, and so they need, okay, Cause that that was kind of confusing me a bit. Like, because I, I was like, half, yeah.
1: But now and I then guess. there's this, and then there's this creepy like sex offender looking guy who he wants to um, yeah. buy it for himself and just keep it in this private little home that nobody sees. But you know, he lures. Children back to you wanna see my do you want to see this original poem I have? What children
2: right. what children is he luring with the original poem that, that is essentially on the Statue of Liberty?
1: What what so, little kid is like,
2: oh, this is just like candy? You <laughs> <laughs> have a video game?
1: No, but I have the new Colossus by Emma Lazarus, the original. Ooh!
2: Oh! Oh <laughs> history. <laughs> I love history.
1: <laughs> kind of dark. And I this, instigated this.
2: This is deeply rooted in the fabric of our country.
1: <laughs> oh, I
0: liked it when Nicholas referred to Stanley as her sidekick. It's like, where's your sidekick?
1: Mm, another code. And then I, I think there's the code, rounds, code words around the office in Hallmark. Oh, he's our he's our sidekick. Okay, so that uh, means he's your gay friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Nicholas made made uh, Tracy some shiitake mushroom lasagna, and that did sound good.
1: Mushroom and lasagna, she, maybe.
0: She loved it.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And then you know, she meets uh, Nick's sister Carly then they're talking this is a part of the hallmark movie where they're like tell me about your past so we find out that he has three sisters and she's the only child who grew up with her mother in new york and so i know this next part you liked kurt mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. they were talk- they were making oh because she tells, she tells Nick about the, le, the legend of the veil again. And then they're making dessert. They're making cannolis. Kurt, now, did you get excited at this part?
1: I do. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, cannolis, sure. I enjoy
0: that. Right. And then as they're, as they're making their cannolis, I wrote, they gave each other the hallmark look.
2: Like, okay, I like you. Yeah, and then she squirted her cannoli cream all over the place.
1: Yeah, man, dirty in a way. There's a little part earlier than that that he's so they're impressed with each other that they 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 both know that who's on first routine. Yes, Is that really right. obscure? Like I thought that was no. maybe. No, I don't no. think so. I I wrote that I down in my that. notes
2: too. It's one of the most, if not the most famous comedy routines of all time. And yeah. they're, they both act surprised that the other is aware of this wildly famous piece of comedy history.
1: I was like, man, I, I, was, I was like, are women are impressed that a guy, if, if, if that's true, look out, ladies. He can quote Abbott and Costello. Because I, yeah. I know the, who's on First Routine. Take my wife, please. Ooh, I, I'm really impressed with you. <laughs> Oh, so
0: then he was going to help her move some stuff. Um, oh, that's right. They wanted a picture. He was going to help her move stuff, right? Yeah. A rug, yeah. And so they go to her apartment, and she has a lot of rugs. She doesn't only have one rug. She has rug she has got like three or four.
2: I, I wish and, that somebody would tell her that Wayfair has a return policy.
1: Right. She wants to keep them. She's going to re-gift them.
0: Or I and, should say, and, yes. and so, like they're talking, and he Nick tells her, Oh, I could never see you moving out of new york, which which she likes hearing that. And then, um she's she's talking then she's talking to Stanley again, and Stanley's like, mm-hmm. I like tuxedo. I like him. You should go for it. That's another gossip. And then Nick actually, got her a meeting with a potential investor to buy the other half
1: of the letter. <clears throat> Did you hear what Stanley said? He, he really shaded F- Finn. He said, shade, he said that, you know, uh, Tuxedo can keep up with her, but Finn was a few steps behind her. Right? He was right he's right. So, oh, so, so Emma, I love, the, I love
0: this part, though. Emma called, and then she sees, like, the rugs and stuff, and then she calls Avery, and she's like, "Oh shit, she's redecorating again. We need to get to we need to get to New York now." Yeah. Because I guess whenever she breaks up with someone, she redecorates and, and redecorates badly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not just redecorates, but redecorates where she regrets it. <laughs> so like, I, like I want to know. Like, okay, like we... I genuinely wanted to. Like, what did she do? Like after the last breakup, what did her home look
1: like? Right. Yeah. Well, they said purple. They said she painted her place. Purple.
2: I'm wrong with that. So, so
0: then they were. So Nick and uh, Tracy were gonna go meet the potential buyer, and he brought cannoli for the road.
1: Mm.
0: And they, and then they're talking to Bruce, who's the potential buyer. And Bruce, we find out Bruce like collects the stuff, but as investments. And then. They're talking more about their history, Nick and and, uh, Tracy, and he's talking about Asian fusion and how his grandmother doesn't like it and how he got into Asian fusion because of his ex-fiance.
2: Is this where you thought that there was racism, Kurt, in the movie?
1: No, uh, I have to skip ahead on that one. Okay, Do you want to wait or do you want to give it to you now? Whatever you want. I, when the, well, this is a little, a little confused, a little bit, a little bit of a gray area, but his grandmother has a problem. She's like, when she sees um, Tracy, she said, she's not Italian.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh. And I kind of oh, wonder, yeah. hmm. Well, because if you,
2: because <laughs> I thought maybe it was because grandma was shading the, the Asian fusion. Like maybe grandma doesn't like Asian people.
1: Very possible. Well, then okay. I kind of wonder if, if his Girlfriend, his other his other girlfriend was was the Asian chef. She she could very well been Asian, so I think did the grandmother have an issue with that? I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking. Yeah, I don't know. But she had an issue with the. She just says like they put it in as a cute line, like she's not Italian. But I'm like, hmm, I know the dark road that that could go down. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So I'm sure. I'm sure behind the
2: scenes, Nona is using some really derogatory terms. Right. Yes. Hmm. Oh.
0: So uh, 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 Tracy's getting ready for this for the party. She's looking for outfits for the party with her mom. And yeah,
1: the, mom, the mom could smell the sex on her. Yes, yeah, she knows something's up.
0: And and she finds the sexy red dress, and the mom is like, "You need to take. You need to get that dress."
2: I like when Tracy was sort of second guessing it, like freaking out and wearing this dress that fit her beautifully. It looked amazing. You know, this really nice red. She's like, maybe I should go with this one and pulls another red dress off the rack that looks almost exactly the same. And her mom's like, no, the one you're wearing is perfect. Right. I'm like, what was the difference? It was the same dress. That
1: mother's doing mind games. It fits yeah. like a glove. Yeah.
0: Oh, so, so then... So then Amy... So Avery and Emma then show up, and Tracy takes them to the restaurant. And they're like, oh, you like him. Oh, he's cute. Oh, look at you. And then uh, Emma orders something in Italian. She wants to practice her Italian, because remember, in the last movie, she was in Italy. And her husband is Italian. So now she thinks that she knows Italian. Mm. So she's talking to the waiter. She's bragging about how she's practicing her Italian. But the waiter actually brought a birthday cake. And so she made a mistake and said that it was it was Tracy's birthday. Now, Kurt, what did you think of this cake?
1: Well, I don't like people saying happy birthday, first of all. I went to some stupid party one time in Brooklyn and let it slip that it was my Birthday, and all of a sudden, some, some some asshole instigated everybody singing "Happy Birthday" to me. And I wasn't happy about that. And that was the same party where I I ate a piece of cake. I didn't know it was a pot cake, and so I a ate a pot cake. Pot cake. They said it was, and then they said it was pop. It was some kind of popcorn. Like I was eating stuff I didn't know what was I, sweets. I got excited because I thought they were sweets, and there was a bunch of pot was in it. So I was sitting, on this, and I don't really, I don't smoke weed or anything. And I was just sitting on the couch after that, completely stoned out of my mind. It sounds delicious. I'm sorry. was your slag How big was your slab of cake? It was a big slice of cake. I went in the oh kitchen no. and saw this cake and got excited, and I got myself <laughs> a piece. And I think there was, and there was some other dessert too. And they said, and they did tell me what it was, but I didn't. It just didn't. It didn't process. I just thought it was a sweet. <laughs> wow, I was in trouble that night. Were you stoned off your ass?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if it were a big piece, I imagine it was quite a big dose, too. A whole piece, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you'll get a huge dose off of, like, a tiny little piece of candy. No, I
1: ate a piece of cake. Yeah. I'm not going to let a piece of cake go to waste. I think they were a little surprised when I walked out of the kitchen with a full slice. (laughs) They're like, they're like, "Ah, ah, ah,
2: ah," and then you eat it before they, like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it just, is the ultimate piece just, of meta irony yeah. when you get stoned you <laughs> want to eat at munchies you know but the munchies are you know edible marijuana so you eat it, and then you just want to keep eating more it's a big cycle
1: right was <laughs> my birthday i'm sitting at this chair completely stoned out of my brain like jesus they're like who's this guy timothy leary is it bringing all eating a big slice of cake <laughs> anyway that's how i felt about that scene did you like the cheesecake that they brought, though? I'd have to taste it. I'm very fickle when it comes to che- cheesecake. Oh, okay. I, oh, really? really? Yeah, cheesecake has a real has a wide range. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um. So I would definitely have to taste it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So, the, so the ladies are so the ladies. Like Nick, they're, you know, they're like, we approve, you go, girl. And then, um,
1: they, is this where they have the fight? Oh, some fight, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, basically, the the after the women left dinner, they're walking along, kind of egging on Tracy about like, oh, what's going on with you, Nick? What's and Tracy like wasn't having it and just snaps at him. And she's like, you know what I want right now? I just want space. And she like hightails it into a cab and just fucking ditches him on the road. Oh, blame her.
1: She <laughs> and, doesn't and, annoy me anymore. By the way, I think I said she she annoyed me. I, I yeah, think she won yeah. me yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish she yelled scene. at her friends. Uh, you know, I think, yeah, she, she's not right.
2: I think she was justified to be annoyed with her friends, but her friends also flew halfway across the country to see her. And she right. was just like, see his suckers, I'm getting in a cab and going home. And to save her right. from herself
0: and a yeah. redecorating accident. Yeah.
1: She needed her space. Uh,
0: but then they kiss and make up, and we find out that they hardly ever fought.
2: Yeah. And their fight that they talk. I mean, well, we'll get to it when we get to it because it's coming up soon.
0: Oh, so, so then she's uh, Nick and um, Tracy are shopping for art for his restaurant. Mm hmm. By the way, we
2: hadn't mentioned that earlier in the movie and then again right at this point. They they keep mentioning this pair of earrings that's at the auction house. They'll show up briefly and they keep just sort of casually mentioning it. They're like laying the groundwork, planting the seeds for this will be a plot point that you'll need later.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like earrings. Don't forget about the earrings. Yeah. So uh, while they're looking at art, uh, she gets a call from Luigi that the veil is ready. And then Emma and Avery call to apologize to her. And they're like,
2: we're sorry. Yeah. And they they talk about the, the last time they fought. And Kurt, did this make you sad? The last time they fought?
1: It was over cookie, right?
2: Uh, yeah, overeating the last chocolate chip cookie cookie while they were studying for finals.
1: Uh, no, I, it's it's you know, I'm a I'm a generous motherfucker, and I would let somebody have the last cookie. Really? That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's the only way I can put that. I'm gonna
2: write that in the notes right now. Kurt is a generous motherfucker.
1: Yep, I'm tr- I was trying not to swear, but that's the only way I could express myself. Um, I so- like the guy on uh, Ted Lasso, who, I guess he keeps keeps swearing. What's that guy's name? He has that really deep voice.
2: Oh, Roy, oh, oh, Roy. Roy, yeah, Roy, yeah, Roy Kent.
1: Fuck. Oh, I like, I like Roy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Roy could get it. He won an Emmy, I think. He did. Well he could get more than an Emmy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. So um Oh oh during while she's looking for the earrings, they, they talk they do did we mention Carter, the guy who locked, Carter Rain, Wainwright, the guy who like locks
1: up his art. Yeah, that's or the yeah. guy who's a ch- 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 child molester. Right. Alleged. Alleged. Well, he's, he's not a real he's 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 a fictional character. I'm not saying the actor is.
0: Oh, so then she gets she gets <laughs> uh fun. Tracy gets a tip uh, uh, about this guy named um R- Rangan Rangan Reagan? Mar Narva.
1: Oh, I think Ragan the um from The Exorcist.
0: No, Rangan. He's like a, he's like an, an entrepreneur tech guy. who He's a tech entrepreneur, but he's a gentleman of color. And so he, she thinks that he would probably, since he's from an immigrant family, he would probably appreciate the letter.
2: How do you think Nona and, and feels about that, this guy? Hope the grandma doesn't mean him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nona has opinions.
0: Yeah, grandma would. grandma would have stuff to say. So... Oh, so then she goes to his office. Op- like so she has a meeting with him. So she goes to his office, and I would have been pissed too because she's waiting in the waiting room, and then the receptionist comes out and says, oh, I'm sorry, he has to cancel. And so it's like I brought my ass all the way over here and waited, and you're going to cancel? That's really yeah.
1: fucking rude. What's a power move. I'll tell you something else too. She goes to meet him at 1515 uh, Broadway in New York. Now I used to work there. That's where, that's the Viacom building. Oh. And that's not where she went. It was not 1515 Broadway. There's no outside elevator at that building. Yeah. Nope. But that's where, in fact, uh, um, people from our generation might remember, or younger, might remember Total Request Live. It oh yeah, used to be right there at fifteen fifteen, Broadway. But yeah, so, so yeah. So well, you know it, what they yeah, shoot
2: that studio now is uh, the Daily
1: Show. Well, I, I said I used to work there. I I, yeah. I worked at that address at Viacom for a while. So, and I can tell you that's not what they showed. Is not fifteen fifteen, Broadway.
0: Uh, oh, so then she's walking with, uh, Tracy and Nicholas are walking, and they're talking about places they haven't visited yet, and they're eating pizza, and they're getting along, having a nice conversation, and then they almost kiss, like they almost do, but then they don't. Then, I guess it's the next day, Tracy calls Emma, and she's talking about how in love that she is, and Emma's thinking, oh, Nick? And Tracy's talking about her furniture. The rug. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so then, so then, uh,
1: why don't these people ever get laid? Like he's doing everything. He's, he's delivering rugs to her place. He keeps, he keeps getting in her place. He's a hot guy. He's he's literally
2: laying carpet.
1: He's (laughs) laying. Right. So there, there's laying going on. I don't don't know what's
2: going on. And, and (laughs) filling her cannoli. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, getting splattered by cannoli! Yeah,
2: everyone's getting splattered by cannoli.
1: You gotta be careful with that. You don't want to have a nice s- sweater on. And that kind of thing happens.
2: Oh, and, and so before then- and before she was with Nick, Tracy had the uh, the um, oh gosh, what what was his title in the the orchestra? It was uh, principal trumpet. She had principal mm-hmm. trumpet. Yeah, you got a real kick out of that. What <laughs> I don't know. It just—it sounded funny when he said it. <laughs> the principal, well.
0: Oh, so we we find out that Nick's family is very nice, and they feed the homeless,
2: and they feed that looked like good food. They were feeding the homeless. Were they? I don't remember that. I don't know what, that they what, were homeless. I think that it was probably like a senior center or something. Okay, they were volunteering okay, in sense. some form, though it was a volunteer was thing. Happening? Yeah,
1: because they're that. all sitting outside. Oh, cartridges. is that what that was? Yeah, that's why yeah. she was like
2: going around serving
1: people. No, I thought it was like an I thought it was like an out outdoor restaurant they had. All right, we skipped over some scene where they had hors d'oeuvres. I don't know if this is important to the plot, but apparently there was a scene where there, the people were eating hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, the next scene, they were making Sloppy
0: Joes. And he added cumin to her Sloppy Joes, and she acted like it was, like, the second coming.
1: Yeah. Is anybody in this movie concerned about blood pressure at all? Or they're just, they're eating, like, just, like, tons of mounds of red meat, and then they're washing it down with a bunch of liquor well
2: cumin right. is supposed to be good for you as is, uh, is red it? wine they do drink a lot of red wine in this movie
1: oh red yes. wine is good red right, wine good, good is good for
2: that. your heart yep
1: for the heart okay so okay,
2: then start
0: drinking them mm-hmm. yeah you're supposed to drink a glass a day at least
1: oh
2: yeah i do more uh, than um, one just to be safe <laughs> <laughs> just make sure it works yeah. Oh, so,
0: so then Tracy finds out where Narga has his breakfast. <laughs> Rangan has his breakfast every morning. Reagan. And so she goes to his breakfast place, and it's like some hole-in-the-wall breakfast place, and she approaches him, and he starts out for a split second. I think he's going to be a total dick, but then he turns around and invites her to, to
1: join she, him and talk to her. She ambushes him. Yes. Well, much like, I ambushed. Who was the guy I used to be on SNL? Gerald Hammond. He oh, you did? Well, I saw him. There's a there's a diner, uh, the Westway Diner in New York, where you occasionally see a celebrity or two. And I saw Daryl Hammond, so I walked by and I said, "Um, hey, how do I get to <laughs> how do I get to audition for SNL?" And he's like, "Well, just go do stand up and stuff like that. That's that's what I do." And I said, "Well, I do uh, one man shows," and he said, "Yeah, do that." <laughs> so that was that was the advice i got <laughs> I
0: was like, yeah do that okay yeah. oh all right so
2: so um i liked I, oh when she was ambushing this guy i like that he called her out because she kept apologizing she yeah. said i'm sorry i'm sorry and he's like you said i've i'm sorry three times and she kind of like, it, you know, it it could have been like taken really really if uh she could have taken great offense to that, but she actually took it in like, yeah, you're right. Like I need to stop apologizing. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And he listened to what she had to say. Yeah. That's nice of him. So so then they're they're at the auction and um the, the, and the stuff is being auctioned and the letter comes up and it's about to be auctioned, and then they were like, we need to cancel the bidding for this. It's been sold. And they're like, oh, my God, we saved the letter. Yay! So Rangan came through.
1: Yes. And the guy who hides things in his house, he, was, he looked really disappointed. Oh, he was very pissed. Oh, Yes, no. scowl.
2: He needs someone to lay his carpet.
1: He really does. Yes. That's so funny.
2: then, Nick.
1: And, I'll get those and, kids in with my original galleys of Ulysses. <laughs> <laughs> That'll lure them in. So, so the Nick and and uh, and Tracy were
0: so happy <laughs> that they kissed, and then Tracy started flipping out, and she's like, "Well, first of all, this was this was definitely scandalous because it was before the end of the movie that they kissed." Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's quite and, a bit of the movie left yet.
0: Yeah. 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 And so then she's like, we need to slow down because of the psychological effects from her parents' divorce. And then, and we find this out because she doesn't talk to her mom and her mom's like, listen, don't let my divorce like mess your life up. You need to get it together, sister. And the mom actually liked Nick. She's like, you know, I like him. He's a great guy. He's nice to you. So get it together, girl.
2: Yeah. She's like, he's not, he's a forever guy, unlike Finn or your dad. Right. Basically, meaning like you and your your dad and I just boned and then we moved on.
1: Right. Yeah. He's not like, he's not like that other, there's that string of one night stand losers you've been with. Now, this guy, he's in it for the long hump.
2: Remember how, honey, when you were little, all those benders mommy would go on? Like, none yeah. of those guys are forever guys. Some of them are right. pretty good in bed, but I'm going to spend my life with them.
0: really spent the Uncle night Chuck, with them. Uncle Bill, Uncle Robert, Uncle Norman, Uncle... <laughs> oh,
2: oh, you do remember them? Because I don't. I was blackout drunk.
1: Oh, damn. <laughs> Dark episode of, like, Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> Where we hit dark themes.
0: Oh, so, so then Tracy goes to the restaurant. This will be the one and that the she's councils, like
1: man.
0: And she's like, "Nick, I love you, blah 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 blah." And he's like, "I love you too, blah 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 blah." Then we cut to the, her wedding day. And so she's getting, she's getting ready. You know she's she's doing the pre-wedding thing, um, and this is where the mo- his mom, sees the veil, right? Or they start talking about the veil, like yeah. with the grandma. Yeah, because yeah, Emma
2: showed up and you know, Emma they're... starts explaining all the history of the veil, and they she finds out that the lady that bought that they bought the veil from ended up buying the veil from Ariana's uh, daughter. Ariana's the one in the painting. And then we find out that Ariana's daughter, the, uh, you know, the daughter of the woman in the painting, her daughter is Nona's mother. Yes. So Nick is a descendant of Ariana and Amici. From last movie. Yes. Which means that Tracy and
0: Emma are now going to be cousins. Woo! And okay. yeah, I'm excited about and, that. And Lacey was like, Well, what about me? And oh, they're like, Oh, oh we're still sisters. She's like, Oh, yeah, well, I just signed a really good lucrative contract with Hallmark. So you just have your cousins. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, story. so with the veil, so then they gave the veil back to uh Nona. Nona who gave it to Nick's mom. But now that uh Tracy was marrying Nick, the veil was back in the family anyway. Yes. Because she's now part of the family.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and then I said think- no now there may be three more weddings. They're saying the grandmother's gonna get, get remarried, the mother's gonna get remarried and it's sisters or maybe they well, met all three sisters
0: i have a feeling, no because they, they were looking because they they started focusing on the sister that's yeah. like the camera shots to the sister i have a feeling that this is not the last that we've seen
2: of these movies oh no they it have is, laid the groundwork every step of the way for there to be more of these movies yeah because uh, i think
0: this is, this is it for me I think it did very well on the ratings. <laughs>
2: oh, it did very <laughs> very well.
1: well. Did it really? I yeah. guess what? Yeah. Like what what kind of ratings are we talking about here?
2: The the uh, second movie, I th- or no, the the premiere of the first movie had I think the second highest ratings in the channel's history for a non-Christmas oh, no. movie.
1: Yeah. So, okay, is so like roots, yeah, you know, is that have that kind of is like the so, last mash <laughs> the last match,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so no, it's set up, and they, okay. they, and at the end, they really were focusing on his sister. So I could totally see it
1: like being. But they're a, also a, focusing
2: uh, on uh, laying the groundwork for these three to go antiquing again and find something else.
1: Yes. Oh boy.
2: Because they've already started planning their next trip. And they oh, because that's right. They talked that. about
0: the earrings. Wait, because yeah. we forgot about the earrings. He ended up buying her the earrings, and the mm-hmm. earrings were from the painting as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, that happens. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we're. I don't think we're done with these ladies.
2: Kurt. <laughs> well, all right Kurt would you, you know, watch have, another trilogy yeah. of these movies if they were say sharing uh a really fabulous cake yeah
1: yes well, like I say, it, or it's a, or a the cake player, recipe I, I will watch it even if, even, if even if it's no matter what it is i'm i a, a i'm a i'm a team player and I'll watch it and I'll, yeah. and i'll say this i did not not enjoy this movie. I felt the joy that this movie was well, certainly so much better than the second one, as I said. But it was a nice, nice little piece of escapism.
0: Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked this movie too. I liked, yes. I, I liked it actually. Well, I liked the last one too, but of the but yeah, three, no, I, I like this one the best for sure. Uh-huh. And, and I do like though that Hallmark that they're trying new things. Because, like this, like the sister movie with the two movies in one, I, I, I like that they're, they're experimenting and trying new things.
2: Well, it's, and, mm-hmm. you know, clearly there's an end game of what's a way to bring these characters in there for the audience back for more and more and more and more. Right. You know, just from a marketing <laughs> standpoint, it's smart.
0: And now that Lacey Stabara is the queen of the channel with her new contract. And I don't see Allison Sweeney jumping ship and going over to GAC, or what is it GAC GAC I don't see her i don't I don't see her jumping ship either no well because when the the, the Lacy
2: news was announced this week there it, it was insinuated in the press that this is Hallmark's first big uh talent announcement since GAC started making all these moves right so i I can see Hallmark
0: going, well, okay, you're taking all of our little minor are minor ladies, but yeah. we still have Lacey, who is yeah, the queen of the genre. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and Allison Sweeney, who is, you know, very well known in the genre and in the soap genre as well. I think the test is going to be, is Candace Cameron Bray going to stay or is she going to go? When
2: back? GAC just got the rights to show Fuller House. From Netflix.
0: Well then that means she's going over there.
2: No, that doesn't that mean anything. That through. just means that they want to lure some of the audience that likes Candace. Right. Doesn't mean that Candace is going anywhere. She had no say in that decision. But I think I, I think that, that, that hallmark is gearing up and they're like,
0: okay, you want to play this game, we'll play it. Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. That that network is able to get so we'll f- Will Fuller House still be available on Netflix? Yes. Are they getting like the exclusive rights okay,
2: yeah, they, like it doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes the streamers sell their shows like i I know uh early seasons of House of Cards were available on first run syndication um, oh there's there's another one that that did that a few years back, oh, oh, uh it was Sex in the City. That uh, they, they kinda trimmed them down and they used to show those in syndication too. Yeah, on E uh, yeah, and they like that. cut out all of the, the, the sex swearing. and swearing, yeah.
0: Which sex in the okay. city, you've gotta have swearing and sex or it's not yeah worth it to watch. Hmm. You know, you gotta have you gotta have Samantha dropping the F bombs. It was a streaming
1: show. Well, I guess that could work.
0: But you know, so so yeah, so good for Lacey. She's like, I'm still, the, I'm still the HBIC on this channel, and there you go. Yeah. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website, Les Kirkendall Barrett, uh, Jason.
2: Uh, first of all, please rate and review us. Give us five stars and whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on that helps more people find the show. Uh, you can find us all on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt.
1: Okay, well, I it's not recorded yet, but I will be appearing on the Shelf Shedding Movie Show podcast. And that is—I uh, could put a link on my website, KurtFitzpatrick.com, when that happens. But we'll—we'll we'll be discussing the uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood and yeah, the yeah. Hot, and the Hot Spot, starring John Johnson and um, that blonde lady, Virginia Madsen. Who these you oh, piss yeah. off to have to watch these movies? Wow! I watched. Both of these movies. Damn, Kurt. And these are your friends?
2: <laughs> Says the person guess? that makes us watch Hallmark movies every week. Yeah, what are you talking about?
0: True. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I guess
1: I can't throw stuff. <laughs> it's it's like, literally the basis for outlet. our podcast. This, this is my creative outlet it's watching these awful movies. <laughs>
0: I'm like that's true. I guess I can't. I guess I can't judge.
2: <laughs> right. And speaking of uh, podcasts, Les, don't you have another podcast?
0: Yes, yes, yes,
2: yes. Thank you, Jason.
0: Um, if you like podcasts and if you like reality shows, okay. I have a podcast called The Reality Reading Rainbow, where I read books written by reality stars and talk about them. And so we are winding down our. A talk on the movie, the book uh, "Not All Diamonds and Rose," that was written by my friend Dave Quinn, and it tells the history of the Real Housewives. And so, give us a listen. And I think that's it. So I gotta go change. I'm going out tonight. Me too. So hey, maybe I'll
1: maybe I'll see you. <laughs> maybe. <I'm gonna> <laughs> It'd be like when that be like when Ed McMahon no, no that's that's not that's not an example because we're not like sidekicks, but there was a story when Ed McMahon and uh, Johnny carson were leaving for the night. Bye bye, and then they like they see each other like a half hour later showing up the same party.
0: <laughs> anyway, well we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.